0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. The land on which I am lucky enough to raise my son always was and always will be Aboriginal land. This episode of Ready or Not is brought to you by New Bub Club. Delicious meals for new and time-poor parents. No prep made from scratch comfort food when you need it most. Hello and welcome to the second week of Postpartum Diaries. I'm your host, Lucinda, and today Loz will be quizzing me again. This time it's all about the first four weeks going from one to two, the products I've actually needed and used rather than the endless list of things you think you need and all the other things that have come with the first four weeks. In the name of Making Work Work, I am recording this off script on my phone in my voice memos while Posy breastfeeds because we're tired today and I want to be honest about what it's taking to, I guess, produce this podcast and to keep making work work. I'm doing the bare minimum, but in order to keep this business rolling, I have needed to stay on the tools somewhat. So... Here I am recording from the bed, literally tucked under the covers. And just a note before we get into it, next week we'll return to regular programming of Ready or Not with an interview. And then the week after that, we'll be back to part three. And then the week after, part four of the Postpartum Diaries. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy.
1: So, you're four weeks exactly today, actually. And I think there's a lot of chat, particularly with first-time mums. I know that now you're a four-week into being a second-time mum. Oh, I know everything about two <laughs> under two. I'm an expert. <laughs> but I do think there's a lot of talk about the birth and the lead-up to the birth and what are the baby items that you're going to buy and what pram you're going to get and what change might you're going to get. But there isn't a massive – well, they're starting to become a massive – focus on what postpartum looks like. And when you're a first time mum, I know for me, I actually found that the most confronting part because I felt really unprepared for that. Before we get into your second experience and all the things that surprised you, the things you used, what you found interesting, I'd actually like you to put us in the mindset of your first postpartum because the two are going to be very different. And if you can reflect on how you felt back then? And then we can move to how you feel now.
0: As you know, I don't have the best memory, but if I reflect on my first postpartum experience, what stands out to me most is, I think, and I know I've gone on about this. I hope people don't think I'm sitting here feeling sorry for myself because I'm not. But I think because Ray spent some time in special care, I was so excited for him to come home. And then as soon as we were in that car on the way home, I was like, what happens now i am terrified and i remember in those early days it was late autumn or mid-autumn i remember i would go to the beach while hayden would throw the ball to Louis, our dog and i would just sit there so i wasn't walking or anything in those early days but i really needed to like get some fresh air and get out of the house and it was always like just before sunset and i would always look out like it feels like a movie scene now because i'd always look out (laughs) to the bay and be like. Oh no, I have to do this all again and I'm so scared. So I really remember the nighttime dread. I remember the baby blues. Only one friend had ever mentioned baby blues to me. I don't think I'd read about it anywhere. I don't think I knew anything about it. But I got, I got them decently, only for 24 hours, but I had a real sense of like realizing that I was going to die and leave my baby on this earth one day. All of those sort of pretty morbid thoughts that can come with baby blues, I definitely got them. I was really fortunate that Ray was a good feeder and that we didn't really have supply issues, so I think that did take a lot of burden out of my postpartum. I can absolutely understand as much as I can anyway how that would create some really different feelings in postpartum. So, I'm really lucky that that didn't happen to me. I copied a friend again something I wouldn't have had the hindsight to do. I copied a friend and From all of my girlfriends, I got a voucher to use a sort of postpartum food service. Yeah. And I've been so lucky. Our current partners, New Bub Club, have also sent me food. But I was lucky that my friend had done that before me because it gave me the foresight to organise something similar for myself. So that really helped. It's something I wouldn't have thought of unless she did it. Yeah. And they're probably the key standouts. I've done a lot of babysitting and it is by no means the same but it definitely prepared me for the reality of what a baby would bring. I found nappy changes pathetically hard in the middle of the night. I'd always be like, Oh, I'm so cold and tired. You have to go change the nappy. (laughs) And I definitely was not, I guess, prepared for how often a newborn waits. But I was lucky all in all, it was a pretty positive experience. Ray didn't throw anything too wild. He had to go on medication for his hemangioma pretty early and there was a little bit of worry about it growing because it was under his eye. They didn't want it to affect his eyesight. If you had a hemangioma on your back, it wouldn't matter really unless it got huge. Um, But that was a little bit of a concern, a bit of a stressful time. Outside of that, what really just stands out to me is the baby blues and the nighttime dread. So I do count myself as pretty fortunate. For me, it was the six to nine month mark where things got hard.
1: So you're four weeks in, what has surprised you this time around and how has it felt going from one to two? So what surprised me? And be honest. Yeah, I'll be very honest.
0: honest. (laughs) So the first thing that surprised me is there's no real rhyme or reason of what you feel more confident with being a second-time mum and what scares you just as much the second time around. So I thought when Posey went to sleep, especially in the first week, that I'd be quite relaxed about her breathing and all of that sort of stuff. And about like, you know, a muslin wrap getting in the way of her mouth and all those little things that you worry about. That was not the case. I was still worried about that. They're still fragile newborn, of course. And like the love of your life, even if you're having a hard time with them, you still care about their well-being. So I was surprised by that. I was still checking on her every second and she's pretty much co slept in our bed the whole time, which we will get to, which is another surprise. So I was surprised in the way that you're more confident in some ways, but in other ways, it's just back to square one, baby one. I didn't really get the nighttime dread or the baby blues this time around. I definitely did a little bit, but I'm going to put it down to the fact that firstly, this isn't my first rodeo. Secondly, there's a toddler running around distracting us a lot and distracting me a lot. So I thought to expect that just as bad this time around. I didn't get it as bad. Definitely a little bit of that existential dread of loving something so much and being like, why do we do this? This is so painful to love someone so much. I want to be with you forever and ever and ever. All of that sort of stuff. You you're are like, so oh my god, cute. you're so emotional. It's you're like, I not in That postpartum hormone phase. What are you talking? I probably, about? probably wasn't like that, but um, I love it. You, that you were. Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> no. Nah. So then the next thing on my list, which I am referring to because my brain is mush, <laughs> is that I was. This doesn't surprise me, but I guess just to link into what I was just talking about with baby blues is that even though I didn't have as bad baby blues, I was definitely super emotional about Ray and feeling those guilts in the early days. Yeah. That's already waning heaps, but I definitely felt that. Next in my surprise list, I genuinely forgot that just because you're no longer pregnant doesn't mean you fit into your clothes straight away. Oh God, I remember that. And I was like... Yes, of course they don't fit you. Like your stomach and your hips and everything
1: is different. So that was a really funny surprise. That is such a good one. I I just forgot. I know. I remember with Sienna, it would have been like probably two or three weeks postpartum. And I was like, I'll just put my jeans on. Like I'm starting to feel more like myself. I really wanted to go out for like a drink, a date night. Yeah. And I thought, I'll just put my jeans on quickly and like run out the door. And I, I genuinely was like gobsmacked. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I just up.
0: totally forgot. How it. could
1: I not button these up? And even if you can button them up they hurt. Like
0: even if you do put those jeans on early, you get home and you're like, that was silly. I shouldn't have done that. That
1: hurts. Yeah. And you're always in a setting where you have to like sit down and then you've got this like mushy crumble over your jeans. You're like, why did I do that to myself? Why? Keep those jeans off. Unless they're
0: the baggiest things
1: on the planet, keep them off.
0: But yeah, I bought these pants on sale as a very early birthday present from Synagny. And I was like, oh, I'll try them on to see how much they need taking up bought them in my normal size when I'm not pregnant and not, you know, recovering from pregnancy. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it takes a while to fit back into your yeah. clothes." So, it's if anyone's feeling like shit about that at the moment, don't. Your body's just gone through something huge. You need time. And maybe you'll never fit into them again and that's okay too. Maybe I won't. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I didn't. So, I haven't. I just did a big um, yeah. Did a big Salvo's drop the other day actually. It's time to say goodbye. That the old me is done. That life is <laughs> That life is gone. Next one on the list. I definitely noticed that
0: my sense of fear goes up in pregnancy and postpartum. So I really noticed this in pregnancy. I'd be unnecessarily worried about Ray's well-being and safety. If, for example, my dad took him to do something, I would be more worried about him. And for the first time the other day, Hayden's taken Ray like pretty much every day for periods since we had Posey. But for the first time the other day, I left him with both of them. And went to the shops to buy myself some Chardonnay. Funny side story, by the way. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. The,
0: the guy who served me, honestly, looked about 16. He obviously must have been at least 18 because he was serving at a bottle shop. But he was so cute. I bought this rose, uh, this Chardonnay up to him. And he goes, oh, great choice. It's really buttery, that one. I was like, darling, how do you know about but like doing? That it's meant to be buttery?
1: You're like. <laughs> Literally just got out of nappies. You're the cutest little man I've ever seen. For sure, I was probably drinking goon bags back then. I know. I I'm was just quite I reckon I just moved on to like four sisters, Savvy B or something. Oh, I just started drinking Chardonnay like two years ago. So I was notably impressed by him. But
0: yes, to get back to the topic at hand, I definitely felt really anxious going out, even though it was for 10 minutes, which I forgot that. I was like that. So I called him even five minutes down the road. So for anyone feeling like, God, what is wrong with me? We've all been there, had those anxious moments when you first leave your newborn and your toddler. I just kept thinking like Ray would run outside and we have part of our fence that's not up yet. So I was like, he's going to be on the street and he's going to try and, you know, just yeah. a total fear based state. And then he's holding Posey and how will he get to him? So I forgot that I'm like that because I'm pretty cool. Come and collected in most ways. But you are for anyone else that feels that way, it's completely normal. Next on the surprise list is co-sleeping. We've pretty much co-slept the entire month because I just love her so much. We're feeding quite a lot. I can't be bothered putting her in the bassinet. But that surprised me because I was too scared
1: to do that with Ray. Do you think the reason you've co-slept, I found this with Zabe, I'm not sure if you were the same, is because you didn't want Ray to wake up as well with her night wakes? Oh, their bedrooms are pretty far away. Or is it easier for Hayden to sleep? in one room so that they get rested? Like what's your... I think there's a few things. So Hayden's in there with us as well. I kept, I kept being like, you could go sleep in the other
0: room if you want to give us way more space. And he's like, I like being in here with you, which is hilarious. Bless him. But also like darling, go to the other room. (laughs) So I think it's twofold. I think it's in case this is my last baby. I'm like, I'm just going to drink this up and not listen to anyone that says blah, 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 don't do this, don't do that. I know, Loss. You're going to, if I have a third, you're going to be like, I told you so. <laughs> there
1: is no way this will be Lucy's last baby, everybody. Oh. There's absolutely no way. I have a lot of climate dreads, so I know that's very... No, I've heard this many times before (laughs) I have, but I feel like your innate need or want for another one will outweigh that. Let's just say Interesting to say. So that's the first reason. It's like the, what if this
0: is my last baby? I'm just going to drink it all in. Yeah. I think the second reason is this time around, I'm aware that I also have a toddler. So anything to make sleep easier for me, I'll do. Like we're side life feeding basically during the night. I reckon I'm falling asleep before her sometimes, you know, like we're doing it safely, but I just think that I get back to sleep so much quicker than putting someone in a bassinet or getting Hayden to put the baby in the bassinet. Yes. Lol at me saying someone, like there's only one person going <laughs> to get the bassinet in the room. All right, Hayden, shush, shush,
1: shush, burp, 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 burp. back to sleep you go. <laughs> I could never do that side-lying feed thing. Yeah. I genuinely think you need to have substantial boobs. Like I couldn't do it. We
0: know that I don't on a on a normal day, but obviously. They've grown quite a bit, but (laughs) I found it harder with Ray. It took me a lot longer to do it with Ray. I found it to be a bit easier with Posey. I can't tell you why, but maybe some babies are just better at it. Ah, who knows? I don't know. You know, maybe it just works better with some babies. So that's my list of things that have surprised me. Gosh, that's quite a big list.
1: Yeah, I've really thought about it. Okay, let's go back to the first week. I remember speaking to you after you'd had Ray. And obviously you were at home and I had previously had Sienna not that many months. Oh, was it a year from Ray? Yeah, no, it was about a year and a half before, right? I wasn't okay. is wow. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's, a year, she's exactly a year and a half older than Ray. Okay. So I remember that night too in hospital, just like blowing my mind. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I remember speaking to you and you're like, no, nah, it's actually, it's not too bad. Like I'm pumping around the clock. And I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, well, of course she's doing that because... She, Ray isn't at home? Yes. So this time, Posey would have been at home. When did you get discharged from hospital? Was that the... The morning after. So we had one night in hospital. Okay, perfect. Which is normally the night they sleep. Yes. Or like are a bit more, you know, they're exhausted usually. Yeah. So tell us about the first night home, how you felt, or even those first couple of nights, because obviously private and public are also different in that way, whereas with public, you can go home sooner. And in private, you're normally in hospital. So you have the access to those midwives and stuff like on hand. Curious to see what your experience was. I remember thinking, gee, I'm glad this is my second rodeo because like, this is quick to go
0: home. And I know that a lot of people do that on their first time. Like I've had friends that have chosen to leave hospital ASAP after their first baby. And you're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Whereas with Ray, like they got a week of help from these incredible special care midwives who probably are even more helpful and more caring towards you than the average midwives on the ward because they know that you're probably a little bit more tender. So I was like, I can't believe that people just do this the first time around. But it wasn't too bad. I definitely got a bit of that fear of like, oh, my God, what's going to happen when we first got in that car to leave hospital? Yeah, I was excited to see Ray, but I was also like, whoa, here we go again. Newborn, what's going to happen? I'm not going to sleep for 5,000 years. Um, But the first week played out pretty well. She definitely woke up all the time. But as I've probably said before, I reckon your hormones, and I'm not saying this is everyone's experience, but I do think your hormones protect you in those early weeks. Like I feel like I'm just starting to get more tired now. Like I'm just
1: crossing that threshold. I felt exactly the same. I felt like for me those first two weeks were hectic. Yeah. Like there was not much sleep. But I was still on so much adrenaline that I felt like quite good. And then I think it got for me, I reckon it was like that at eight, six weeks I was starting to be like, okay, yes. Why is he not doing longer stretches? Ooh. And then at eight weeks I was like, I actually had people come over that I can't remember talking to. Like I was so tired. I was like, this isn't I can't continue. Yeah, doing you're this. like in a different state of mind when you get to that yeah, phase. I feel like all that adrenaline had gone. I was like, Yeah, I'm starting to feel tired.
0: Yeah. So I think sleep was obviously disrupted. I do really remember the first night more to do with Ray than to do with Posey. So I'll share this. Okay. He went down really well that night and I was quite nervous about how he'd go down. Like there's this new baby on mum's chest. Dad's putting him to sleep. He's just been with my parents for three nights because if you haven't listened to the birth story, I was in hospital two nights prior. So there was a lot going on in his life then. So I was really like, oh my God, you went down fine. Right. Woke up screaming at 11 p.m. in a way that Ray rarely does. I could have just let Hayden settled him and not gotten up with them, but it was so bad that Hayden was like, I actually need to put him in front of the TV. Like he's very upset. I couldn't stay in the bedroom and just let him be sad like that. So I went out too and I gave Posey to Hayden. And I cuddled Ray, and he clung to me like he never has before. So that
1: was pretty heartbreaking. Oh, Heartbreaks, yeah. It's so
0: much better now. So for anyone in the throes of those very first few days, and every toddler's different. Some might take months to adjust. Some might take weeks. Some might take days. I don't don't think Ray's fully adjusted, but I think he's doing pretty well considering. But that first night, I more remember from the point of view of Ray, and that it really hurt me. And you even have moments of you don't want your newborn not to be there, but you're like. Oh, we had such a special thing going. It's just so hard. Yeah. It's weird. And you're like, I love you. I want you here, but I also just want to be with him on his own and give him what he needs. I'm pretty pragmatic or Hayden's very pragmatic, way more pragmatic than me actually. And that helps to sort of pull me back into reality and be like, you're giving him what he needs. and This is just life and he's going to love having a sister. So it didn't last forever, but it was heartbreaking that night. And then I guess from the first week, so much feeding, lots of pain. It's bearable, but it's there. The bleeding's gross that whole first week. You sort of deal with it it for the first week and then you start to get sick of it, I reckon, the second and third week. I will talk more in the recovery part of this chat about where my bleeding is at. Uh, And what else can I reflect on? I had two maternal or two midwife visits, which was great. I noticed that I wasn't as stressed about what they said in terms of comparison to Ray. Oh, I was the same. Like it wasn't so much like tell me the exact weight and tell me exactly how to do this and like, oh dear, they're watching me breastfeed. Am I doing this properly? I didn't have all those sorts of, I guess, fears running through me as much. Again, maybe I'm really lucky if your baby wasn't gaining weight. Of course, that would be really stressful. So they're probably the things that I recall from the first week was, as you know, I've got a terrible memory. I'm sorry. So I can't really remember more than that.
1: In my eyes, there's nothing better than food when it comes to easing the mental load. Whether it's postpartum, a hectic work schedule, one less thing to think of over a busy period, food is always a great gifting or treat yourself option. Lou, I was gifted new Bub Club by a friend for my second baby and loved it. And Lou, you've recently received some of their meals for your second baby Posey. What are your thoughts?
0: We've just finished two weeks of new Bub Club meals and I am a huge fan. The portion sizes are ridiculously generous, which I remember you saying, Loz, and it is lucky given how hungry I am. I cannot stop eating. The food is seriously good. Some of my favourites have been the Balinese chicken with coconut rice. The flavour was insane. Pumpkin and maple jumbo pasta with creamy tomato sauce and salad, also a 10 out of 10. But the absolute winner was the chicken cacciatore with fresh homemade tagliatelle. Hades actually said if you were served that at a fancy restaurant you'd be happy and I couldn't agree more.
1: All meals come in these great reusable containers which are so handy and you can choose between fresh or frozen options to either eat now or stock in your freezer. If you're thinking about what to gift a new mum, new bub club is a great option.
0: Head to newbubclub.com to gift or purchase homemade meals for your family or someone in need of some postpartum care. Listeners of Ready or Not will receive $20 off the first order using code READY20.
1: When you said before with Hayes, obviously helping out with Ray, he's clearly a parent. <laughs> you know, you yeah, shouldn't line.
0: be using the word helping, Lozzie. I know.
1: There's two different trains of thought I think sometimes when it comes to when you have that second or third or you know subsequent child and it's whether you divide and conquer or whether you come together as a team so what's your what are you doing are you doing things together as a family or are you kind of splitting that time or are you having your own solo time each where he has both of the kids like how are you finding that flow between the two of you so I've definitely
0: noticed that I'm in my sort of attachment to Posy era. Like I've only left her once to go get wine as per previously stated. Nice. So I definitely don't feel like I can leave her too much yet because we also haven't started bottle feeding, which we're going to start this week, by the way. We're going to start to introduce one or two bottles a week just so that she doesn't refuse it down the track. Yeah, but I haven't spent much time away from her. Having said that, I'll try and give her to Ray as much as possible. Uh Sorry to Ray. Ray. I'll try and give her to Hayden. Good on you Ray. Ray's doing some great babysitting up 22 <laughs> months. Um, I'll try and give Posey to Hayden as much as I can so that I can focus on Ray even if I'm lying down on the couch just like engaging with whatever he's doing. Uh, we've definitely been more dividing and conquering so far. We have a dog which you'll know if you listen to this podcast a bit who gets walked at least once a day. So Hayden will take Ray whenever he takes okay. the for a walk, which that's really nice. helps because that's one to two hours a day of not worrying about Ray. Ray also does three days a week of daycare, which really helps because then it means Hayden's either been at home helping out, he's either been working on our house or he's been at actual work himself. Um, I would say that he did pretty much everything in those first two weeks that wasn't posy related. In terms of dividing and conquering, this time around, He's done less for Posey than he did for Ray because I'm so cognizant that there's a toddler that needs to be picked up. Nappy changed all of that. And Ray feels so heavy now for my A, postpartum body, but B, compared to Posey. Things that I'm still not doing. I've started to do things like dishwasher, you know, unstacking the dishwasher, reloading the dishwasher, all of that. Things that I'm still not doing is like picking up any heavy bits of furniture or whatever, if something needs moving. I'm not vacuuming yet. I just can tell that that is not good for my perineum. I'm not vacuuming. That's so funny. So Hayden does all the vacuuming still. In terms of what else we've had to divide and conquer. So we're exactly four weeks today. um, And today is the last day that he will do daycare drop-offs. So I do drop-offs in a normal life and he does pickups. This morning was the last time he'll do the drop-off. I'll start doing drop-offs from Wednesday when this podcast goes out. Oh, okay. So that will be interesting. I mean, many mums have done it before me, but I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous about the logistics oh, of just getting, getting it in right and out, out the door. Yeah. yeah. In terms of what else, I guess we've been so lucky with food from new bub clubs, incredible drop-offs to meal train where I think I've had about 14 meals dropped off. And then also having the postpartum doula, Charlotte, the living doula, she's made me like three meals or snacks every week. And that's for four weeks as of today. This is my last session with her today. So I I haven't had to cook, but Hayden hasn't really had to either. He's done more of the heating up and preparing and the cleaning, but neither of us have had to really cook for a month. I've done one online Woolies shop. He's done the rest of the food shops and he's really been... Chief of Ray. If Ray ever needs a nappy change, I've done a few, but it's mostly been Hayes and we've been really lucky that he's had a quiet period with work because um, okay. builders tend to be more quiet in January. Um, so that's worked in our favor really well because if he was really busy with work, we wouldn't be this lucky that he could do all of that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to, I guess, report back maybe in a month if we do a check in in another month of how I'm finding getting back to some more real life things, like doing the daycare drop-offs and all of that.
1: Yes, agreed. You've had your first month. How are you finding that transition from one to two? Sure. So obviously I'll talk about this more
0: from, I guess, the emotional and little bits and pieces I've noticed point of view because I feel like I haven't entered real life yet. Yeah. And I was joking, obviously, at the top of this episode when I said that I'm an expert of having two under two. (laughs) Well, you are technically. I mean, (laughs) isn't everyone? Everyone is in their own way. Well, we're all an expert. We're all parenting experts. One thing I didn't think about was I felt really relaxed in that Hayden is so good at taking on what he needs to that I was really confident with the way he'd look after Ray. But one thing that I forgot about totally was that I love Ray and he's my son and I want to be there for him too. Yeah. So I didn't think about the fact that while Hayden will do most of the putting him down for bed and all of that, like, of course, I didn't want to miss out on all of that. He's my son and I love him. So that's something that I didn't really anticipate. So one thing that I guess I'd say for parents about to navigate going from one to two is just to remember that there will be times in the night where you want to go and settle your toddler because you feel like you've missed out on quite a bit because you've been tending to the newborn so there was a particular night where Ray cried at about 10 and I was like to hey, oh I want to go into him like I've hardly had any time with him and then of course I get out and Posey screaming for milk so it's quite interesting those bits and pieces of am starting to be like oh this is what it's going to be like something else that was quite funny was the first morning that I had them for it actually only ended up being about three hours because Hayden ended up coming home that day not because of me but just because he could the first morning that I had them both Ray did the worst for like need to get in the and I've got Posey in the in the carrier in like the small fabric carrier that's a little bit less sort of robust and she's nearly falling out the side and Ray's done this monster poo and I'm trying to lean over to do the bath, my perineum's hurting and it's all fine, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, wow, this is going to be pretty chaotic time to time. And then they're both crying at the same time and you're like, wow, okay, yeah, there's a few things that I need to learn, yeah. So that's sort of what I've noticed and I guess, you know, I'm a little bit fearful of the days that I have them both on my own, which is only two days a week, which is quite a privilege. Um, and probably the perfect balance for me having them both two days a week and then having them in care or having Ray in care three days they're sort of the things I've noticed what I'm trying to do to make Ray feel good and loved and all of that is I try to put Posey down into the docker tot when I say goodnight to Ray and I tried to make her out of sight it's not that he'd won't say goodnight to her, but in when he's saying goodnight to me, I try to make it as though she's out of sight. So he knows that he's got my undivided attention. Giving him a kiss, telling him I love him, all of that stuff. That's nice. He loves to give Posie a kiss at nighttime though, which is really comforting. I try to play with him for at least 10 minutes in the night where it's like, Posie's not on my boob. She's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. I'm giving him again, my undivided attention. I've also started to try, and we're not doing it every night, but I've tried to take our phones away for the last 30 minutes of Ray's wake time before he goes to bed. Okay. Again, so that we're all just totally like present and aware of what he's doing, giving him lots of praise for the silly fun things that he does, laughing with him, all that that's really good when it works and it feels nice to
1: just not have your phone with you especially because then he wants to play on the phone as well anyway and also let's be honest you're going to be on that phone 20 22 times during the night exactly you're not going I'm to be back miss on anything. it for a while <laughs> you're exactly. back off
0: yeah it's my digital detox for the <laughs> yeah. day. yeah there's a lot of scrolling when you're breastfeeding that's one downside to it yeah In a few weeks, I'm also, when I'm a little bit further in my physical recovery, I'm also going to copy my friend and start taking Ray on coffee dates, either on a Saturday or Sunday morning and leave
1: Posey at home. Oh, that's cute. I like that. It's actually
0: not so much about my physical recovery. It's probably more when Posey's a bit more bottle trained and able to be away from me for a full hour, for example. So I'm going to try and do that, whether it works every weekend or not, we'll see but that's something that I'm going to try It'll be nice for you
1: too. I feel like just that yeah. time outside, having a coffee, it's like I I think those are the little memories that you make that you actually remember. 100%. And it will be fun to focus on Ray with Posy, just
0: nowhere near me. Yeah, agreed. Because even though I'm saying I'm focusing on him, it's different if they're still in the room because you're just sitting out for the morning milk and all of that Of course that you stuff. are. So that's what I guess I've noticed and I'm planning for going from one to two. It'll be... The six to nine
1: month mark is when I predict I'm going to find it the hardest. We will see. I think Lou, for everyone, it's so different and it depends so much on what your children are like. Yeah. Posey's surprisingly quite similar to Ray. The one thing is she's definitely more
0: spewy and she definitely gets more uncomfortable. So more crying, more like, ah, noises where you can tell something's not feeling good in her gut. Yeah. Otherwise, so far, they're quite similar. I'd say she's potentially... Having slightly longer sleeps this time, which really shouldn't be surprising given that Ray was a Maybe because she's a bigger baby. Exactly. So she's not playing catch up as much as Ray needed to. So I guess they're my reflections so far of going from one to two. But it's not all as easy as I just made it sound, obviously. There's some
1: interesting moments, but we will get through them. Exactly right. Recovery, second time around. Have you found it easier, harder? What have you done that's been different... I I, I do know like from your birth story, you had a different, um, I mean, you you only had grazing this time around. Yeah. So I didn't have stitches this time and I didn't have a tear per
0: se, just grazing. Whereas I had what they called a minor second degree tear with Ray, whatever that means. Yeah. It seems similar to me because I did push out a bigger baby. And I know that people say that because it's your second time you recover quicker in a lot of ways. But I think also like You've now done it twice. So your body's been through a bit at the same time. Yep. My recovery felt good. I am still a little bit tender down there. The problem is when you have two kids instead of one, you just can't lie down as much. Like people can tell you, don't hold the toddler. Don't do this. Don't do that. But you simply it's cannot impossible. not hold yeah. your toddler. Like I love him and he's asking me to pick him up and he doesn't have proper communication yet. He's just before two. I can't be like, "Mummy can't pick you up because she's got a sore perineum because she gave birth, and if she picks you up, she might get prolapse." Like he won't understand that. No, so I'll he be won't be picking my my darling little boy up if he needs me to. I avoid it for the most part, and I have been, um, but if he needs me to pick him up, I'm picking him up. So I guess I reckon recovery has been similar. I in terms of bleeding because I couldn't even remember bleeding from last time. I feel like. Bleeding was heavy for a week. Yep. Then medium for the second week, light to medium the third week. I wouldn't go as far as to say light, but lighter. And then that fourth week it was light and now I'm at the four-week mark, so at the end of that fourth week, and bleeding's pretty much stopped. Like I'm sure I'll get spotting here and there, but it's pretty much stopped. I reckon I may have bled for a little bit longer with Ray. I'm not so sure. Uh, One thing that is quite funny is I went for a drink at about 12 days postpartum because one of my girlfriends was here from New York and it was my only chance to see her. And I also just felt the need to get out, to be honest. I meant to stay for 45 minutes because I was aware that I was so early postpartum, I need to look after myself. And for the most part, I'm really good at adhering to those rules. I was having such a great time that I posy and I stayed for four hours.
1: Oh, my whoa. perineum
0: was so Chilling. sore it would have been on the one Like that bowling so do ball not do pain. That. Yeah, awful. go for 45 minutes to see your girlfriend that you only see every few years. Do not go for four hours, even if you're having a great time. It was fun, but that really, really did hurt.
1: It is true what they say when they say you should lie down. Yes. Because it actually helps so much, but I found it so difficult to do that the second time around because it was so chaotic. Like There's so much going on. Yeah, but like even... I mean, watching Rye clean or do things, I like innately was like, I have to be involved to do that my way. And it's such a horrible thing. Like, I wish I could be more relaxed, but I just couldn't. I was like, oh, well. Maybe you will more the third time around. I'm just going to crack on with it and feel
0: sore. I know. I've definitely had moments of that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I actually am finding it impossible to see mess around the house. Hayden's luckily quite good at cleaning it, but say he's gone to work, I'm like, the dishwasher's finished or whatever. I'm definitely finding it hard not to do those bits and pieces and I even was in the early days. So I definitely was doing more. But in terms of recovery, I'd say pretty average slash normal. Oh, one thing that I did forget to say from in the sort of experience of going from one to two that I didn't anticipate is because Hayden and Ray's life has somewhat gone on as normal, like, you know, they go to the beach to throw the ball to Louis, blah, blah, blah. Their routine is much more normal than mine. I didn't realise that. The, the extra FOMO that would come with that, whereas we were sort of all in the newborn bubble together last time. Yes. So I've definitely had a little bit more of FOMO as much as, you know, after those drinks, which was probably partly because of FOMO of like returning to normal life. As much as I've done little bits and pieces like that, I've then spent all week on the couch and not left the house when it's been too hot or whatever. But you do get a bit more FOMO I think the second time around because they're participating in normal life mm. and you're not. And you can't. Yeah, so it's that's a been one. a really interesting learning. And I guess another thing that I've noticed is that I am spending more time inside this time around. You get a few less visitors, I'd say, the second time around, which is a really great thing for the most part, unless you're feeling lonely. I've luckily had enough that it hasn't mattered. And I think because I'm doing a little bit more around the house than I would have with Ray... I am getting out less for like less of those dog walks where I just sit on the beach and watch them throw the ball because I'm like, I actually need to lie down. I can't even sit. I can't even get out. Less and less now that I'm at four weeks, but definitely noticed it and have not even gone on any sort of walk, not even a five minute walk around the block.
1: Products that you've used this time around that have actually helped. I feel like the first time around, I don't know if you were like me, but I just bought so much shit. Like Things used to follow me around on Instagram and I used to be like, oh, I'm just going to buy it. Like I, I might need it. And then second time around, I was like, I didn't use half of that stuff. I reckon there was like five hero things that I loved and used and would recommend and have purchased for girlfriends. And the rest, I was like, they're nice to have, but like, they're non-essentials. They didn't change my life. I couldn't agree more. I would say for Ray, I didn't buy those sort of extracurricular
0: things For postpartum, I probably just bought too many clothes because I was excited. And I thought, Me too. It was more like buying overalls to wear at three to six months. And like, no one wants to put their kids in overalls at that stage. Save them for when they're two. Like, do not buy overalls for three to six month olds. Put them in onesies. Keep them in onesies pretty much all the time or in a little, yeah, a little top and bloody leggings. But don't, don't buy all that like extracurricular clothing. It's just not necessary. So I think I was probably more in that camp, just buying stupid little cute clothes. So this time around, though, I agree. There's like a very small list of things that are really that I've really valued. So one of them is modi body undies now that I'm not bleeding as much or I've worn them, I guess, for the last week or so and I will wear them for the last few days of my periods whenever my periods come back. I've loved, loved not having a pad in after weeks of wearing pads. Hot tip on that and other products that I've liked I was wearing, when I was bleeding more, I was wearing nappies with pads in them. Oh yeah. So then you're not throwing out nappies all the time. You're just replacing the pads. A little bit less waste and also a lot easier for you for you to navigate when you're already doing so much at the start. Yeah. I've loved my Mama Miller crop and cami, which I'm actually wearing now, if you can see it.
1: Yeah, I commented on the other day. It's yeah, super cute. Beautiful. It just looks a bit more
0: stylish. Mm. Yeah. Not only does it make me feel a little bit more put together. They're also really genuinely leak-proof, so I'm not wearing any pads with them, which, again, a little bit less waste and just feels better. I wash them regularly because, you do, you know, they're getting a lot of milk in them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're great and I love them. I've also enjoyed the Haka this time around. I used it a bit with Ray, but I haven't pumped at this point. Oh, so did I. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed getting the letdown with that because it feels so effortless and she is still small, so she's not kicking it around too much yet, which is great. Um, whereas I feel like because I pumped so much with Ray, I've avoided doing it until this week. I'll probably start to do it once or twice a week. So the Huck has been great for like still building up a little bit of a freezer stash without the arduous, I guess, nature of of, uh, pumping.
1: Absolutely. Agreed.
0: I really, really enjoyed that this time around. There's these things called Nooni cooling pads. So Nooni is the brand. And you squeeze them and they get cold and
1: they're basically I think you gifted me some of those for Zave. Oh, they're great. I really love them. maybe, I don't know if it was you or someone else. Yeah, they're excellent. And
0: then I was very lucky to receive a portier carrier from the memo. And I've really loved that. It's both practical and it looks great. And I'm loving it. It's my favorite carrier that I've ever used. Oh, good. I get back pain and they cross over at the back, the strap. So I found that really helpful. Okay. That's been great. This is for the summer mums that live near the beach specifically. Otherwise, oh, actually you could take it to the park. I guess we'll call it for the dog mums so that they don't miss out. Is that Hayden's packed my beach chair for any time that I've wanted to come down and watch them throw the ball. It's so great because I just sit there and breastfeed. It's still a little bit of pressure on your Perry. So don't, don't do it at two days postpartum, but sort of after a few weeks Aidan would pack the beach chair. I'd then put a roller towel into a horseshoe shape on that beach chair, and I'd sit there comfortably breastfeeding while they throw the ball around. Makes me feel like I got out. Lovely. It's been a great little product to have, so I highly recommend. Breastfeeding trolley. Already touched on that, but absolute game changer from IKEA. They're not expensive. Put whatever suits you in them. Yeah. And roll that thing around and just tell tell it you love it every five seconds. And then the last two things that are sort of more narcissistic that have made me feel a little bit more put together when I felt gross, which is face tan drops that you mix into an oil. So Mecca have some really good ones. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It gives me a little bit of a glow. Great recommendation, Lou. Feeling a little bit better. I've got some on right now. I couldn't actually wear them the first few weeks because I was a little bit dermatitisy during the late pregnancy and early postpartum, but that started to settle. And then the last one, which I was t- targeted on Instagram that I bought a while ago, is the Complete Brow um, Eyebrow Gel Brush. Just putting oh. that through my eyebrows also makes me feel really put together. I haven't even heard that. It's like this beautiful olive green product that I was like, oh, well, you look so gorgeous, I'm going to have to buy it. <laughs> that really got me hook, line and sinker with that one. And just putting a bit of a brow gel through your brows with a bit of the face turn drops. All of a sudden I'm a Victoria's <laughs> you're Glowing secret angel. Glowing. I'm absolutely glowing. Don't look under the eyes. They are not glowing.
1: But yeah, they're my two more, I guess, narcissistic things that I've enjoyed. I actually think they're great tips because when you're time poor and you can't be bothered and you do want to look I don't know, you just want to look you wanna feel good about yourself. There's nothing better than a nice little glow. Yeah, I agree. You just want to feel a little bit more how you normally would. Yes. And like, because, you know, again,
0: like we shouldn't be getting in the sun too much but it's just like I haven't been in the sun that much so it's like I just want to feel a bit well like everyone else looks who's been out at the beach every day. day. They're cool. So they're my products that I've really enjoyed and I agree you don't need much you just need to find the things that
1: you really value and stick to those. I know for me there was a lot of like birth podcasts and a lot of like parenting podcasts but there wasn't necessarily I mean the whole reason why Ready or Not was created by you is because there wasn't necessarily anything about returning to work as a mum that was relatable. But I also found it very difficult to find anything that was a real raw take on going from one to two. So I did feel like I knew that I had it because I'd, I'd already had Zave and I was like, oh, I've got this. It'll be fine. But I think it is a really interesting perspective to have the conversation about it because it's not until you're in the conversation that you're like, ah, okay. I found that too. I'm like, oh, wow. Like I've got to navigate this and that. Didn't think about that. Exactly. Maybe Lou, it might make sense for us to have a bit of a check-in or we could even put it to our listeners or the Ready or Not Instagram fam as to when they might like to hear about your experience a bit further down the track. Yeah. I do still think four weeks in is really early and it's a great time to reflect on all the products that you've used and your birth experience and how you're recovering but personally for me I mean I, you said the hardest part was six to nine months I actually found the most difficult part like oh, I reckon like I want to say three months to five and a half months interesting I felt like that was when Sienna started to be like oh is he staying around or what's uh-huh. going on here and sleep for me was fucked yeah sorry it was just a very different experience maybe it should be the four month point that we do another check-in well let's put out the question and see what it comes back with but i think it would be great to check in and get that real take and raw take of where you're at and how you're going
0: well i will be raw and i'm sure as much as there's lots of joy (laughs) in parenting it's gonna get harder so strap yourself in lucinda you've got a wild ride ahead Thanks for listening to Ready or Not. If you liked the show, please tell your friends, subscribe or write a review. You can also find us on Instagram at readyornot.pod. That's it for today. We'll see you next time.